Hello, and welcome, welcome, welcome to WDGS on your podcast station. This is your girl, you know, Fabulous Frida. Always your host to bring you the most on WDGS on your podcast station. And listen to me tonight, tonight, tonight. It is nighttime. And you know what? This is the thing. I had a great time at church today. Oh, the fellowship was good in the place. But as I got home and I was sitting here, and you know, I've had my, my dinner and and I reached out and conversated with my mother, you know, checking in and, and checking on her. And, and and I tell you, after the phone call, I just sat here and just began to give God thanks. And I just began to give him the thanks, the praise, the honor and the glory that God is just so good and his mercy just endureth forever. You know, this December the 25th is my mother's birthday. She was blessed to be 81 years of age. And she still do things for herself. She cooks and do her, you know, cooking and, and she gets out and about. But I tell you, it's a blessing. Listen to me. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. It's always a blessing when there are people in your lives, anybody, let me just say this, anybody and everybody that has survived the COVID, let me tell you something, counted a gratitude of grace and joy and thank God for the mercy. You know, I've been attending this church and I believe I'm going to make it my church home. But the pastor gave a testimony today about how his mother kept faith in him. She said, he said, my mother said from the time I was a little boy, so y'all got to get this kind of stuff, that she knew her son had a calling and an anointing on his life. And he said, when his mama used to say that, he used to say, well, I'm glad I got four more brothers. <laughs> Because it's definitely not going to be me. But all the while, his mother stood on faith, knowing that there was a calling on her son. And he said he went through some things. He went through some things. He got, you know how when you play sports, I think he, I think now, you can't quote me on this, but he played professional sports and he got injured and he got on pain medication. But I do know he said he had deal with an addiction that I'm certain he said. And I know he said he had also been incarcerated that I'm certain he said. But yet God has used him mightily to preach the gospel. And if I'm not mistaken, when he was sharing the testimony in service today, because he talked about from 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 Joshua, you know, before Joshua fit the battle of Jericho, how God had said to Joshua that he would give him great success. And all he had to do, y'all don't hear me now, was meditate on the word day and night. And see, this is why I don't understand why folks fall out with people. Hello. Because if you want great success, you don't got to feel no type of way. If you want great success for your children and your children, listen, you don't got to feel no type of way. But all you got to do, and I think I said this just yesterday on my podcast message, is just walk in the same obedience. 
But see, when people don't make time and take time to humble themselves in the presence of God, because you got a lot of people now, they like to rip and run and run and rip. And then when things get all out of whack in their life, they want to look at other folks and get that hater-rater vibe, and they get in their feelings and get the feelings some type of way. But listen, God has no respect of person, but into who? The pastor was saying how even after being addicted and going to prison and getting out, and then he said when he gave a message, he said he it was so many people before him, he couldn't even count. It was so many in numbers, and he thought he was going to take off. You know, but he said, but this is the thing. God did a decrease after an increase. But but what he said, though, he said, and my mother, no matter what, she accepted me when I was in my addictive state. She accepted me and supported me and stood by even when I went to prayer. So he said, but I got out because she kept the faith of the calling on my life. And she was there front and center. He said, when he preached the message in front of all those people for us, his eyes could see. But not long after that, he said his mother took ill with pneumonia. You don't hear me now. And they said it was COVID. And he could only get in to see her because he was a licensed ordained minister. And he used his ministry card because they said she nobody couldn't get in, in intensive care. Everything was shutting down. But he said, this is the God we serve. He asked God to just give him 15 minutes, 15 minutes to just be able to let his mother, even though they say she was brain dead and all of that, if she could just hear and come back in just 15 minutes, he said, to tell my mother just how much I love her. And he said, not only did God grant him 15 minutes, but he gave him two more days. And he said, and his mother came to an alertness and said to him that I love you, but I'm ready to go and be with Jesus. You don't hear me now. There was a lot of people. Some people desired to leave with that COVID and some people desired to stay, but they still had to go. But let me tell you something. For all of us who have survived the COVID, anybody who was admitted even in the hospital during that time, anybody that was diagnosed, see, that's what I don't get and I don't grab about people. When God done brought you out, oh God, help me today. When God done delivered you from a sickness, when God done raised you up where you could have been dead and gone, when God made ways out of no way, how do people sit there and allow their feelings to be in their feelings. And let their feelings fail them. Because that's all your feelings going to do when you ain't feeling the right thing. Hello. Your feelings going to fail you. And then this is what people will turn around and have the audacity to do. They will speak evil over somebody out of envy. Oh, God, help me today. Let me repeat that. You got people that will speak evil over your life out of envy. And it ain't nothing that nobody got that nobody else can't get. All they got to do is surrender themselves. Stop spending time being evil, wicked, and voodoo, and hoodoo, and shoo 
and spend that time meditating on the word of God day and night. He said, and you could eat the fruit of the land. He said, even with your enemies, it say bless and not curse. It don't, the Bible does not listen to me. All that stuff David used to pray back in the days to keep himself covered in shield. Now, even me, I rebuke a thing and I rebuke anything that somebody's saying that's not of God because that was taught in the New Testament that, that we are supposed to rebuke, reproof, and edify. So you're supposed to rebuke things that people send towards you, words or deeds or thoughts that ain't right. Rebuke them. Rebuke them mean you ain't embracing it. You ain't receiving it. Oh, God, help me today. But Jesus said, but don't curse them, folks. Don't curse those that curse you. He said, bless them. Oh, God, help me today. See, this is where you get your blessings to stay on the floor. And it don't have nothing to do with what you know. See, I don't ask God to hurt folks and folks be hurt because I get in my feelings. I ask God to bless those. Bless those who wrongfully persecute me and say all manner of evil against me. I ask God to bless them. And I don't curse them. I don't speak nothing bad, wish nothing bad to happen to nobody. I stand in the same mindset of the spirit spirit of God that he mandated through Christ Jesus. And you know what that was? Christ Jesus said that I wish above all things that all would be saved. So even people, when they speak evil and think evil, they just need to be saved. They need to have some faith for one thing, because when you got real faith, I'm talking about faith, faith, I'm talking about real faith. Faith that God would never leave you or forsake you. Faith that God will be with you through it all. And you're going to either believe God or you're not going to believe it. And if you're not going to believe him, listen to me. You've already, you've already placed your own damnation on your pathway. It don't have nothing to do with what somebody else achieve or don't achieve. It's your own thought process. It's your own mindset. It's your own heart, body, and spirit. That's you doing what you doing to yourself because you want to believe in yourself or either the devil. Listen, it ain't but, it, it ain't but a few things you're going to believe in that going to make ways out of no way. You're going to either believe in yourself. You're going to either believe in what the devil tell you. Are you going to believe in what somebody else tell you? Are you going to believe in the word of God? I mean, listen to me. You, it ain't going to be too many different ways than that. Or you may believe in a combination of all four. But this is the thing. What the word of God says is that you got to get in that place to decide. You got to choose. Because the Bible said, don't either, either, you're going to either be hot or cold. Because if you lukewarm, that means when you're confused and you want to follow after this and follow after your own feelings. And this is what the word of God said, because you want to follow your feelings. You ain't no God. You might be the God of yourself, but you is definitely not the God of this world. If you think like that, let me just say, if you think like that. And so the Bible says, for the people who think like that, because they choose to follow after their own affections, you don't hear me now. Then the word of God says, for that cause, 
Not because you're trying to follow after God, but because you choose to follow after your own affections. Then the Bible said for that cause, God said, okay, well, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. Since you want to follow your own feelings and you want to follow after what you want to believe and what you want to want to uh, 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 conceive, but you don't want to take the word of God. You don't want to take the yoke and learn of him. Oh, I tell you. He said then, he'll just let you go ahead. And now let me tell you what happened when people follow their own mind. And they don't want the mind of Christ. I'm, I'm just going to tell you what the words say now. It say that when God allow you, and let me say not you, but anybody. Let me put it that way. When God allows all of us a free will choice, that's the first thing. And we can choose to follow him. Or we can choose to follow after our own thought process and the way we like to march and, 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 and don't listen to God. And so what the Bible says in Romans chapter 1, verse 28, it said, And even as they did not like to retain in their knowledge. See, with, with all that senses you got that you claim you know God, But you don't want to retain God to guide you. See, retain means you're going to be able to take in. You're going to retain something. You're going to hold on to it. But but, but, but this Bible says because you got some people that don't want to do that. They don't want to retain God in their knowledge. He says, so God gave them over. To their own mind. Okay, when you don't want the mind of Christ, then you walk in your own mindset. And God said, and their mindset is reprobate. Oh, God, help me today. And he said, so so when you got to that place, then I'm going to let you go ahead and do those things which are not. Y'all got to get this. These things to do those things which are not. Convenient. Now you think they convenient, but they ain't convenient. So what ends up happening? The Bible says that's what happened to your thought process. And that's why sometimes when you see people stuff just start falling apart in their life, they lie, the life of their children, the life of their career, their job, everything. Because listen to me, I'm trying to tell you how to how to free yourself. Or to help free somebody you might know. When people start always living off their feelings and they make choices based on how they feel, when they know however they feel is 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 reprobate. Cause, cause I'ma tell you something. When you get a reprobated mind, your thoughts gonna be filled with unrighteousness, fundication, wickedness. Covetness, looking at other folk, that's what that means. Wanting what somebody else got, trying to be like somebody else. Maliciousness, that means you're going to create malice. You're going to try to turn around and do whatever you can to break peace with whomsoever you can. I'm just saying. Envy, murderer, 
Them people that plot and plan to hurt and harm folks. Debate. Always got to think you got to debate the folks with folks to feed yourself. Deceit. Well, y'all know what deceit is, right? It's when somebody not authentic to who they say they are. Because all you got to do is rub them the wrong way. And they'll act up and act out. Maligently. And whisperers. Now this is what this is what the scriptures say. That's what happened. He said you become backbiters. What that is? That's them folks who peep in, tap in, tune in. You know them folks record you behind your back so they can go back and say something about you. I'm just saying they backbiters. They haters of God. They despiteful. You ever seen despiteful people? Oh, they listen, it don't take much to see them and figure them out. You can always tell despiteful people because they never like to hear something good somebody else is doing. Hello? Nobody, if your child, if the child doing good, a grown-up doing good, a man or woman, they always got something despiteful to say. Because if it's not them that you boasting or bragging about, Guess what? They'll become despiteful. The Bible said they are proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, and disobedient to parents. I'm I'm just reading what the words say. If you don't believe me, read it for yourself. That's in Romans chapter 1. And it says, without understanding. That's the part. That part right now. Without understanding, they become covenant breakers. Without natural affections. Impalable. Unmerciful. They don't got no mercy. They'll cuss out an old person just the quicker they will a young person. Who knowing the judgment of God. See, they still know that God going to judge them. Isn't that amazing? They can do all that messed up, jacked up, tore up stuff. But in their mind, they, they, the Bible ain't say that they, they, they were slow, dumb, and stupid. It said that they, they mind wasn't slow, dumb, and stupid. They mind just want to follow after how they feel. And so for that cause, God said, when he turned them over to a reprobate, those were the things they began to do that they was already doing. But now they do it, and they can't even help themselves. And that's why it's a bad place to get to in a reprobated mind. Because you can't come back from fighting back. You got to go to God. And he's the only way that can remove what he placed. God placed a reprobated mind. He said, for that cause, I turned them over. So if you need it for it to be turn back over. You got to go to the source. See, God got a way to let people know he real and he very real. So he said, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death. Hello? Oh, I don't think nobody heard that. But if you still living and breathing, the Bible said, now, now God said when he turned folks, they was worthy of death. Not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. 
So it was like, okay, if you want to act up and act out, and then you got an entourage where you drawing other people, I call it drafting. You know what drafting means? Just like in the military, you 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 just you just pull people in and do stuff because you got the you got the rank to do that, and they listen to you. So so when you draft other people into that drama with you, guess what happened? The Bible said not only is that person worthy of death who call folks and draw them in, but it said the same that have pleasure in, in the people that do that. I'm just saying. They have pleasure in the people who they know are walking in a reprobate mind. And then it goes on in Romans chapter 2 verse 1. It said, therefore... Thou art inexcusable. Ain't no excuse you can keep making. Not for God. You might can make all kind of excuses for people. But God said that's inexcusable for him. Because you know God. And you ought to know then that ain't the way God wants you to act. And so he said, whosoever thou art. So he ain't respect no person. Whoever you are. No matter how educated. No matter how much money, no matter your position, your title, your gender, he said, whoever you are, it's unexcusable because you already know me and you know my power. But then you want to go ahead and think just because you grown, you get that. That's a get, That's a go free card to act up and act out the way you want to. That's that's not uh-uh. it don't work like that, because if you choose to follow after God's teaching. Then you got to always be mindful how you treat people. You got to always be mindful when you think you're doing something wicked and evil against somebody. And if you don't care, like some people, they get real disrespectful and but nasty. And knowing they don't care what they're trying to plot and plan against somebody. But the Bible said that person is the one that's worthy of death. And anybody who in cahoots to go along with them, the same is due to them too. And and it said, ain't no judgment. I mean, ain't no excuse. It said, whosoever you are. For wherein you done sat down and judged somebody to plot and plan and go against them. The Bible said, you already done condemned yourself. And he said the same thing what happened to you. And see, that's something my grandmother said when I was a little girl. That be mindful because whatever you send out, you're going to see it again. Whatever you send out, do people get that? You're going to see it again. So for every evil deed, you think you're sending out to hurt anybody. You gonna see it again. Somebody gonna do the same thing to you. And see, I got it didn't take my grandmama to drill that in my head. It didn't take her to keep repeatedly preaching on sermon. I lived in a way that I'm not gonna sit here and say I didn't I haven't said or did things to hurt people, but I never set to plot and plan to do something. I mean it may have happened, and that's why I believe when God forgive us for our presumptuous sins, our secret sins, sins known and unknown. But when you plot and plan to do something with malice and intent, even the law itself. Consider that premeditated and it pull a, a, a longer penalty, just like in the spirit realm. You sure enough going to get a penalty placed over your life. 
So I need people to think about that. I'm just telling you, the Holy Spirit just had me to get on my podcast. Because there's some people out there, they've been doing some evil deeds. They've been acting evil, thinking evil, doing evil, saying evil, and, and, and all that evil is coming back. To revisit and overtake you. And this is the thing about when, when you reap what you sow. Oh, God, help me today. You don't know what position you're going to be in when the reaping time comes. It may come back and revisit you when your bank account low. When your body ache with pain. When your children finna get ready to do something that you want to be work for their good. I'm saying, you don't know how your seeds that you sown going to come back and revisit you. That's why when I reached a place and plateau in my life and I realized to recognize even a little bit of petty edit stuff. You know that petty stuff. And, and the spirit of the Lord said, even that little bit of stuff, the little foxes, you know that spoiled vine. I said, God, I don't want to do anything. If I don't got my pathway clean and clear, well, I don't have to give an account and reap what I've sown. The things that seed I sowed from when I committed fundication, the things that I named. When I committed fundication, I said, God, you know what? Lord, forgive me. And and, and I don't want to ever commit that no more. You know what I'm saying? So anything I could think I did that was on my pathway, once I made amends with God with that, and I made a restitution, and God let me go through my reaping what I sold, Caesar, a fundication. So I ended up, you know, it's something my pastor told me. I'm telling you, my pastor friend, Pastor Peter. I said, well, Pastor, I don't understand because I got married. And Pastor said these words to me. He said, yeah, but when you had premarital sex, oh, God, help me today, you committed fundication. So you 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 curse your union before you got into the union. I said, what? Because I couldn't understand why my marriage didn't work. Why in the end? So this is what my pastor said. Now, I'm going to tell you. Now, I know some people may disagree with it. Because my flesh didn't want to receive it in the beginning either. And I was like, but but see, because it was against the will of God. And that's why I'm saying we got to just be able to take that word at his word. And it's nowhere in the Bible, hello, that God ever approved of fundication and adultery. There ain't no way you can find it in there that it's been acceptable from the beginning of time to now. Each time we commit fundication or adultery, it is a obvious known sin. Ain't nobody gonna lay here, stay here, and play here to tell me they don't think or know that's a sin. I'm just saying, now you about got some little children that can tell you they know that's a sin. So what am I saying? I'm saying that as long as we reap Things We sow things. That's what we're going to reap. You're planting seeds in the ground. Listen, people got the ground. If you're doing evil deeds, don't you know you're planting seeds of evil deeds? And what you think, whatever you plant, that's what's going to grow. So when you get in your feelings and you start planting all that stuff that I just got through naming, that's your reprobated state of mind. And when and, and, and when God allows that to happen, let me tell you something. 
You can start looking forward to seeing all what you poured out come back to you. And the only way, oh God, help me today, that you can free yourself is to go to God, repent. He said, confess your faults and he is faithful and just to forgive us. And then when he said, repent, you know what that means? That means stop doing the wrong you were doing. Hello. Repent don't mean say I'm sorry and keep doing what you're doing. That ain't, uh uh-uh, that's not repentance. He said that's confession. When you confess your faults, but you got to repent in your confession. It's not just saying, God, I'm sorry. Repentance is a sovereignty to say I'm willing and ready to change my ways. I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to plant them kind of seeds anymore. Because I know if I keep planting anything, if I plant a watermelon, I keep planting it, a watermelon going to grow. If I plant an apple tree, apple tree going to grow. If I plant evil, Evil is what I'm going to yield. Every, whatever you planting, if you planting discord, guess what? Everybody going to be falling out with you because you already trying to make folk fall out with other folks. I'm just saying, whatever you plant, baby, if you plant deceit and decept, deception, guess what? You going to be deceived and people going to bring deception on your pathway. Everything you pour out. If you somebody, the, the dog that always carry the bone, guess what going to happen? Folks going to start carrying bones from everything you say to. Whatever you put out, just remember this now. That's why if you going to put anything out, listen to me. It shouldn't be premeditated. You should sit down and do something with intent knowing you trying to deliberately cause harm deliberately cause confusion and I always say you know with me I always say the worst kind is when anybody come between children and their parents and a husband and a wife I'm just saying that's a very dangerous territory. That's that's that, that marriage. The Bible said, "Let no man put asunder." Listen, God honors a marriage. Well, the Bible don't say that. I think it's the little book with the marriage matrimony, the, the vows in it. But I do know the Bible said this. It says, "God honors a marriage." Else were the children unclean, now they're clean. So when you got people that try to go in and break up married couples, commit adultery with husbands, listen, I'm telling you, I was guilty when I was a teenager. At 18, and I asked God when he delivered me from that situation. And this was a man several years older than me, grown man. He approached me. He lured me. I I was manipulated. I was young and dumb. But let me tell you something. Even then, this is why I I, I can't understand this stuff with these old rusty people. I was a teenager, young, dumb, had never, ever understood. And didn't know when the man approached me at the club, he was even married. I didn't know that. I didn't know that man. 
I was just getting to meet him. And, 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 and let me tell you something. Even when I found out my spirit was never restful. That's why I don't care what nobody say. I was a teenager. I didn't know the Lord the way I do now. And all these grown Western folks that claim and proclaim they been in the Word all these years and they walking in all these titles and positions. I wasn't walking in nothing at no 18. But my flesh, hello. And I still had a spirit of conviction knowing it wasn't the right thing to do once I found out that man was married. And that's when I ended up making a vow to God. If he delivered me out, because my feelings had got caught up in it. If he delivered me from that, I said, God, let me never get tricked or trapped to sleep with nobody else's husband again. I don't want to be with nobody's husband. Help me to keep my eyes open, sharp, and alert. I didn't want that. My spirit felt so, I'm telling you, y'all, I felt so condemned and convicted. And so when I was married, listen, that's why I had to forgive my husbands. Because let me tell you something, you reap what you sow. So when I got married, somebody cheated with my husband, okay? And, and, And I had to forgive them, the woman and the husband. Because let me tell y'all something. This thing is real. Don't ever think you getting over on anybody because you casting evil. You thinking evil. You doing evil. Whatever you do, whatever sees you so, I need y'all to get this. It's going to come back. If you so love, you will be loved. If you so forgiveness, then you will be forgiven. Whatever you so. They call it, you can call it karma if you want to. You believe in karma if you don't believe in reaping and sowing. It's coming back. And trust me, when it come back, listen to me. When mine came back, when somebody slept with my both of my husbands, I'm just saying. At least I was in a state of mind and a strength in my body that I could overcome and I had a relationship with God at that time to help me overcome without wanting to kill myself or kill them I'm just saying because it's people that do that the devil overtake them and then when the devil overtake them in them relationships that's what they say happened with my dad I don't know I wasn't there but but according to the newspaper it was a suicide homicide He killed his wife, and he killed himself. And they left behind a three-year-old and an older son in high school. And see, that's why you can't play with the devil. And that's why whatever you put out, but listen to me, his first wife, he left his first wife to get a second wife. I'm just saying. And he had been married to his first wife 25 years, and he walked away. And left her high and dry and did her a certain kind of way. Now, I'm not saying, all I'm saying, when people do stuff, messed up, jacked up, and tore up, it's going to come back messed up, jacked up, and tore up. That's all I'm saying. So just be mindful of the seeds you sow. Because they definitely will come back in your life. And grow. They're going to grow around you. 
And when they come back, you don't know if you'll be able to handle what you put out from somebody else. You don't know if your mind can encounter and deal with it. Because, see, whatever folk try to cast on me, listen, I cast my cares on the Lord because he cares for me. And I ask God, that that's not my fight. That's not my battle. That's why I don't fall out with folks. The battle does not belong to me. It belongs to the God, and to, to my God. I don't know about other folk God, but my God said the battle belongs to him. So however I feel or whatever I ask God, I bless folks. I don't curse them. I bless them and I say, God, they in your hands. And, 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 and God decides whether he going to have mercy or, and his word is not going to return void. It will accomplish what he sent it to do. So I already know whatever people send out against me and anybody, they, God going to make sure they going to reap it. I'm just saying because he's not a man that shall lie. And his word don't return void. So I don't have to spend the rest of my life and my days to be feeling some type of way and acting some type of way and rude and disrespectful. I don't have to do that. Because I've already placed it in the hands of God. In the hands of a mighty God. I'm just saying. And that way every day, my heart is at peace. My mind is at rest. And I don't have to fret and fall out with anybody. I forgive everybody. If they didn't do right, I still forgive them. If I didn't do right, you know what I do? I repent and I ask God to forgive me. But I try to strive as much as possible to do the right thing. But I know sometimes We can have presumptuous sins. We can have sins known and unknown. And when those times come, like I said, it's not with intense. It's not premeditated. I don't sit down and plot and plan how to get back and come back at somebody. If it happens that way, that's because it was in the flow. Mm. And when you're in the flow... And however the Holy Spirit bring things to you to come up and come out. That's what me and my mother was talking about earlier. When people fall out because of the truth, we need to stop doing that. If it's the truth, it's just the truth. Why you going to fall out with somebody about the truth? And this is the thing. No matter how much people feel about something, You can never make the truth a lie. And you can never make a lie the truth. Believe that. So you might as well accept what it is as is. If it's a lie, it's going to be a lie and need to stay a lie. If it's the truth, it's going to be a truth and it need to stay the truth. Because in the sight of God, guess what? That's what it's going to always be because he already know. And on that note, listen to me. I just want you to get in that place with God. And I just want to share something with you real quick. Because I talked to you about Romans. I think it's one chapter 28, um, starting at verse 28. Romans chapter 1, starting at verse 28. 
But I want to share something else that the Holy Spirit initially gave me before I even start talking. And it's 2 Thessalonians. 2 Thessalonians. Chapter 3. And what it says is finally, brethren, pray for us. Now listen to me. If you are in a reprobated man, you need to be calling, texting, emailing, writing a message, putting it in a bottle, and asking somebody to pray for you. Even though, but praying that God have mercy and he will remove the scales of reprobation off of your mind. Because he's, well, let me say seared. Because see, your mind don't got seared when it's reprobated. But Second Second Thessalonians chapter 3, it says, Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified even as it is with you. So y'all need to be praying to stand in a strength to be like a person that you're trying to put hexes and jexes and jinxes and all that stuff on. And if they walking up right in the Lord, you need to be praying, asking for prayer to, to walk up right like them. And that the word of God will have free course in your life. I'm just telling you what the scriptures say. Verse number two. And that we may be delivered. You don't hear me now. That you may be delivered from unreasonable and wickedness. For all men have not faith. And for those of us that I say for myself. See, that's what I say. I pray to God. And I ask God. I say, Lord, deliver me. From every unreasonable and wicked man, woman, that don't have faith. Because if they got faith, you will never try to harm or hurt nobody. Because you, your faith will tell you, God can give you whatever you envy or envy of anybody got. God can give you what they got and then more if you got faith. So that's them people who be wicked. And need deliverance because they unreasonable because they don't have no faith. Verse number three, it said, but the Lord is faithful. You see that? Who shall establish you and keep you from evil? That means you don't have to commit evil. You don't have to do evil. You don't have to speak evil. You don't have to act evil. Verse number four, it said, and we have confidence in the Lord touching you that you both do and will do the things which we command you. Now this is Paul writing. And Paul is writing and teaching. He said, and the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God and into the patient wanting for Christ. Now we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw yourself from every person that walketh disorderly. Y'all see that right now? Right now. And not after the tradition which you re- did not receive from us. Now, let me tell you something. And I'm going to put a pen right now. That's why people don't need to take things too far. Because let me tell you something. I know I've long suffered with some spirits that been disorderly. And I knew the scripture. And I could have cut them off years ago for being disorderly. 
Because that's what the Bible tells us. See, this is what the Bible instructs us to do. That's why you got some people, I'm saying, you don't got to act up and act out with them but one time. And they will walk in this scripture boldly. Anytime anybody has ever been disorderly with them, I know some people personally. Let me tell you, it don't. T- it didn't take but one time. And they never dealt with that person again or persons. Because that's they part of their personality. They didn't do it. Now, hear me. I forgive people, but I don't have to encounter dealing with them because they've been disordered against me and toward me and to me. But yet, in my heart of compassion and forgiveness, I still deal with them. They have been disorderly in my face and outside of my face. And I know the scripture. I didn't just find find up, run up on this scripture because I'm reading it to you. I've been knowing this scripture. So if I still kept dealing with people that I knew that showed me and presented to me a disorderly, guess what? That was because of my love. What I said earlier. Because I directed my heart into the love of God. And into patience, waiting for Christ. That's how I kept dealing with them. But I wouldn't have been out of biblical order if I did just what the Bible said in the scripture after that. It says, do what? Withdraw yourself from every. It didn't say some people. It said every brethren that walketh in disorderly. Meaning mankind, brethren, meaning male or female. In verse 7, it said, For yourself know how you ought to follow us. For we behave, not ourselves, disorderly among you. Paul is trying to teach the people, especially the church folks he's talking to, that you don't act like them. And so to keep yourself from acting like them, stay out from around them kind of folks that act like that. I'm just saying. Because you already know For we behave not ourselves disorderly. And it goes on to say, Neither did we eat any man's bread for nothing. But we worked with labor and travail night and day that we might not be chargeable to any of you. What is that saying? What does that mean? That means that, listen, you ain't paying nobody bills to take care of them, okay? So they don't have to encounter that nonsense. Just because you think you know them or they know you to put that on their pathway. The Bible said that's why a man need to work, make their own money, own bread, eat their own bread. Because that way when folks act up and act out, if you don't want to deal with them no more, guess what? You ain't bound to deal with them. At verse number nine, it said, not because we have not power. But to make ourselves an example unto you to follow us. What, what am I saying? What does that mean? That means, so when you see me, if you know that I say I'm a Christian, I don't got no business misbehaving. And I don't need to be hanging out and hanging around people that other people see and know that misbehave. Because the Bible said, you get charged for that. That we may not be chargeable to any of you. Oh God, I hope somebody grabbed this. Verse number 10, and I'm finna wrap it up. It said, for even when we were with you, 
This we command you, that if any would not work, neither shall he eat. Verse number 11. For we hear that there are some which walk among you disorderly, working not at all, but are busy about it. Now them that are such, we command. Listen to, this is not a request. This is a commandment. It said, we command and exhort by our Lord Jesus Christ that with quietness, you go to work and eat your own bread. Because the Bible says in this, in verse 13, and this one put a pen, be not weary in well-doing. Because you doing the right thing. You, You taking care of your bills and your business. And that's why I be telling people, I don't know how folk got time to be doing all this other stuff. Because when I had, we keeping house and, and raising kids, and I'm not even raising kids, but I'm still about my business. I can't, I can't afford to sit on social media all day, every day. And on the hello phone all day, every day. I got things to do. I got clothes to wash. Things to keep in order. I'm just saying I don't have time to do that. So I'm not weary in well-doing. I got to sit down and budget my bills and make sure all of them get paid first. I don't have no play money. I got business money about my bills because my bills is my business. That's what my business is, my bills. Anything outside of that is my service. I'm serving I serve God and I serve people. And when I got business, they're my bills. I'm just saying. And I make sure they get paid off the top before anybody. Well, let me take that back. God get paid off the top. And then Caesar, what belongs to Caesar. But tithes come off the top. I'm just saying. So, so. Then whatever left, if I see, if I can see, to do anything to meet a desire, I will. And if I can't see what I can meet a desire, guess what? I'm good. Because God got paid and and Caesar got paid. I'm just saying. My just debts. And I'm telling y'all, it's time in 2024. To get yourself together. Let me tell you something. I've been baby stepping. It takes baby steps. Every day you got to get yourself together. Every day. Until it becomes a routine. It's just like washing your face. Every day. It's it, When you get up every day. You need to put some water on your face every day. I don't care if people don't go outside. Your face still get nasty. And, and when I get up every day, my absolution, wash my face and brush my teeth every day. And God said, and you know what? And you got to commit yourself the same way to eat right and exercise every day. You're going to have to commit yourself, Alfredo. So listen, y'all ain't in it by yourself. It just depends on what your vices is. My vices have been not exercising enough and eating the right foods and being healthy. 
So now I'm taking baby steps. And every day I do something, even if it's five minutes, ten minutes, I make a habit. I make myself do something. And that's all I'm saying. And sooner or later, you got to put something in your mind to motivate you. And I talked to a lady. She lost tremendously. I think she lost about 70 pounds. And I said, well, what kept you motivated? She said, each day I reminded myself, I need to take care of my mind, my body, and my spirit. No, she said mind, body, and soul. That's what she said. Mind, body, and soul. So I start telling myself, mind, body, and spirit. Every day I need to nurture my mind, my body, and my spirit. Listen to me. Every day. Every day. I said, God, I don't want to miss a day. So when I nurture my spirit, I talk to God to give me the strength to nurture my mind and my body. I said, God, you know, I'm getting older and I can feel it. But I know you're a God of restoration because you can restore my soul. I know you can restore my, my mind and my, and my body. And this is what my faith is right now. This is not because I'm peeping over the fence looking at what nobody else is doing. I don't have time. This is me solidifying what I need to do for Alfreda. And sometimes, somebody prophesied this to me. I went to a prophetic, uh, 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 I don't know what you call it. It was like a a prophetic uh, seminar. I know, I can't, I don't know. But anyway, listen, it was a whole bunch of prophets that came to town and they rented this huge building that was empty and they and they put some long tables where they put tables to extend them real long in a square in that building and people was just packed I'm talking about from the time they open up until the time and you just get in line and you just walk in and you sit there they'll guide you and everybody they record you will get three prophecies from the three people uh, near you, or uh, was it two? One on each side and one in front of you. I think it was three, yeah. And the recorder would be right there. So each one, the one in front and the one on each side would prophesy. And I remember the person, one of them prophesied to me. And this was some years ago, back in the 90s. And one of the things they said is that God is going to position you to be selfish with your time. And I couldn't, I couldn't receive that when they told me. I ain't going to tell no lie. I think I still got that cassette somewhere. They put it on cassette. And I was like, that ain't God. They don't know what they talking about. God ain't, God don't make people selfish with their time. Well, let me tell you. From that, and I was in my 30s. Okay. So this, we talking about at least 30 years ago, uh, somewhere near the vicinity. I see now. Yes, God will. He will he will sit you still and to get more committed to time with him. He'll he'll free you up and make you have be give your time. You listen, you become selfish with your time with others when you got to commit your time to him. And and now I, I often hear that prophetic word. 
And, and see, this is the thing. Though, though the prophecy tarried, it still manifests. And now I've gotten so selfish with my time. I have. Because I be mindful who I entertain, especially in 2024. I'm just saying. So listen to me. I hear the spirit of the Lord saying the same to several people out there. You're going to have to become selfish with your time in 2024 in order to hear what it is that God is strategically leading you to do. God is getting ready to put people in positions. Listen to me. He's elevating people to next level positions. And you're going to miss it if you get distracted and discouraged. Hello? Listen, if you get distracted and discouraged. And see, you're going to get discouraged when you get distracted. Hello. And, and, and when you get discouraged, you'll find yourself distracted. They go, they go, they go hand in hand. And, and, and so when you get in a place with God and you commit your ways to him, listen to me, and you allow him to order your steps. If God tell you to sit down and be still today, sit down and be still. And some of y'all listen to me. Let me tell you now, God used to do it when I was punching the clock. Some days I would be had to go to work and I would, I would, God would stop me in my track. I'd be done, got up, got my shower, got dressed, and the Holy Spirit said, commit your time to me today. I said, what? Is that you, Lord? <laughs> I done took my shower, got dressed. I could have kept my PJs on. And some days before I could get out to bed, because I would spend an hour in prayer, before I got up to take my shower, and I was, I would time myself an hour and a half to get completely dressed. So the Lord would wake me up at 6 o'clock, like clockwork. And I'm going to tell you, and, and this is the thing. Some mornings God told me, he said, be still. Don't you go to work. So now, some days God will tell me, be still. Don't you go nowhere. Don't go to the grocery store. Don't go outside. Don't go do nothing. I need you to stay in the presence of the Lord. And that's when I learned about being selfish with my time. Because I had to get to a next level in God. And all that ripping and running and running and ripping I used to do. God had to sit me down. And then he had to separate me from even those that I love. Because God made that prophetic word come forth. And he made me become selfish with my time. I'm just saying. Because my time belonged to him. And then my spiritual brother helped me out. Because he said, Alfred, you behind schedule. There's so much in you that God wants you to do. And you're behind schedule. You ain't got time to be talking about being caught up in a whole lot of stuff that you used to get caught up with. He said, you got to do like the Browns. You got to drop the package off and keep it moving. In other words, you got to drop this word and keep it moving. So now I come on my podcast, I drop this word and I keep it moving. I'm just saying. And unless I have a scheduled consultation for coaching, I don't do like I used to do. I used to call people because I know that's what I'm going to end up doing. I don't do that no more. Not in 2024. And on that note, listen to me. 
I want the blessings from heaven to flow down into your lives, meet all your needs, even the things your heart desires. And may you continue to prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prosper. Until the next podcast upload, may this message download, resonate in your spirit, be transformed by the renewing of your mind and creating you a clean heart and a right spirit. God bless. I love you all. Bye for now.